Hi, you guys. Welcome back to the Her Revival podcast. This is Lauren Hager, and I am so stoked about today's episode. So I'm actually sharing an interview that I did over on the Say It Louder podcast by Gabby, who is actually a friend and fellow coach. And we chatted about rising up and reviving your life and yourself after the season of separation and divorce. I'm really, really excited for you to tune into this and hopefully just gain some insight and feel heard and seen if this is something that you are currently navigating or have navigated in the past. We shared our process with healing and rising up and moving forward with our lives in a positive way and also just chatted about the real shit of how hard it can be, right, in all areas of your life. So I'm going to share the interview with you guys, and I would love for you to go check out her podcast as well. It's called Say It Louder. I will put it in the description notes. All right, guys. Hi. Oh my gosh. I'm so freaking excited that you're here and that we're having this conversation because it's definitely a topic that is mostly requested by both of our listeners. I know that you have your podcast, Her Revival. And if you're listening to this and you haven't downloaded her podcast, I highly suggest that you do. She is so amazing. And I personally love listening to you and listening to your podcast. It's called um, Her Revival. So definitely go check it out after this episode. And I really just kind of want to start this off by I really letting our listeners get to know you and kind of how we met and crossed paths. Yeah. So my name's Lauren Hager. I live in the Seattle area and I'm a mom of two. I have a seven-year-old little boy, almost said six, seven-year-old little boy and almost three-year-old little girl, Dean and Georgia. Um, and I am actually an online health and fitness coach, which is how I met Gabby here. I'm so excited to be here. So thank you for having me as your first interview. So exciting. Um, I have been a coach for five years, just over five years. And I started back in January of 2015 when I was freshly married and like really overweight and unhappy with myself. And it kind of kickstarted for me when I, um, got some family photos back of myself and I had been trying to lose weight like on and off for a long time. And we got these family photos back and they were supposed to be like this super special moment, this like really incredible thing. And all I was doing was nitpicking myself and feeling like, oh my gosh, look at you. Like it just such negative thoughts. And I remember seeing the picture of my son at the time who was like a year and a half looking up at me with just like the most amazing, like one of those beautiful family photos. that's like so candid and he's just like smiling at me. And I was just like, what the hell are you doing? Like, you're so unhealthy. Mm-hmm. You're not taking care of yourself. Like he's just starting his life. You're supposed to be like the best years and you are miserable. And so that was like, you know, we all have that moment where it was like, okay, something like clicked for me. And that is when yeah. I decided to get a hold of my health. And at the time I actually was a teacher. So I, was t- I taught pre-K and then I also worked with at-risk youth for years before that. So I went to school for that. It was my passion. Um, but I kind of started dabbling with coaching on the side just for fun and like, you know, like for the accountability, like this community mm-hmm. is everything. And um, as time went on, I started to like finally get a hold of my health and really like, you know, starting to serve others and having other girls do it with me. Um, it became a passion. It, it kind of started to like overrule teaching and, and I love teaching and I have, I know you're a teacher, right? So like, mm-hmm. you know how, to, yeah. Like, yeah, having that like wanting to serve and have it, having the, that servant role, like in your heart, it's always been, you know, my path. But, um, as I became more and more into health and fitness and like getting my journey under control, um, it became kind of a spotlight in my life and it really pulled me out of 
some really bad habits and anxiety and got me off of anxiety medication, all those things. And, um, and so, yeah, that's kind of how it kickstarted for me. And I transitioned when I got pregnant with Georgia, I transitioned into like, okay, I'm going to quit my job and be a full-time coach. Um, and so that's kind of how that came about. And I've been full-time three years in May now. So kind of a big life change, health and fitness kind of kicked off all of that for me. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely, you know, it's, it's so much, you know, this, like, it's so much more than like a physical, like weight loss. Like I've lost a hundred pounds and I am a completely different person. Yes. Like on the outside, but also on the inside too. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's changed so much. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I think is so great about our groups in this community is that it's so much more than health and fitness. It is, it's, to me, it's a lot more about mindset and growing into someone that you want to just wake up and be every single day. And, yes. um, yeah, so it's just so much more than that. Um, and so wrapping into obviously how we met and coaching and stuff, we actually, um, we obviously are both coaches. We're not on the same like coaching team or anything like that, but we actually connected through one of my, my coach, Emma, yeah. who, um, is, uh, she, I actually got connected with her because of, you know, she was just showing up every single day. She was a mom just like you. And you guys live in the same, um, the same state, right? Area. You both live yeah. area, same, right? We're like apart. <laughs> and I actually met her at, well, I actually didn't meet her. So we were like, it was like this weird, like friends on Facebook for a long time because we were both mm-hmm. local coaches and she was helping with the local events for our, you know, region. And so I went to those religiously, like I live for those events. And I remember mm-hmm. seeing her and I remember her sharing about her divorce and, and, she was so graceful about sharing her story, um, but it wasn't until, and she didn't know this is so crazy. She had no idea, but right after the separation happened, it was the first time she like came up to me randomly at one of these events. She's like, Hey, like, I think we've been friends on Facebook for a while. Like we should get together. And our kids are the same exact age. There's just a lot of synchronicities there. Um, and so we connected that way and we're actually really good friends now and, and work together, like, you know, not on the same team, but help mm-hmm. each other and support each other and whatever, like, you know how it is. So Um, yeah, so that's how I met her, which was kind of random, but also amazing because she actually entered into my life, like actually entered into my life when I was going through like the worst of it, when the separation was really fresh. Mm So really amazing how the universe works that way, but it is. And Emma is the one person who, you know, when, when I first, you know, when I first started coaching, I was married and, um, you know, I started to do this for myself, for my own health and started to gain my confidence back in who I was as a person. And then I started to, you know, I, I felt like I was living that fake life of you could probably relate to this of like that transition of going through a divorce where you start to almost digress in your journey because Mm -hmm. you're then as a coach trying to like lead this life of happiness and joy and positivity, but then you're behind the scenes going through something really difficult. And it's really hard as a fitness influencer or health or mindset influencer like ourselves to, you know, share our story without sharing like the juicy stuff of it. And um, for sure. And you know, that's kind of how we met because we, you know, obviously Emma is, I love what you said. Like, she's just so graceful about her journey and about like her divorce. And I love the way that Emma went about it. I'm not obviously digressing about Emma, but I love the way that she went about it. And I think that the both of us kind of collided on, you know, like 
how did she do it? And like, what were tools and steps that um, she used? And I, I mean, I got a lot from her and I'm sure you would say the same. Absolutely. Um, but I guess like going into like your story without really giving them anything, without giving our listeners anything that they really need to know. Um, because like I said before, <laughs> Lauren and I were talking about this before we did the podcast. And I was like, I don't want you to share anything that's not necessary that you need to share. Because I, I say this a lot on my stories. And I it's so weird how people are like, well, my, the one question is, well, why'd you get a divorce? And it's like, that's not the real, like, that's not what this is about. I, right. I want to share with you the tools and the resources that you need in order to grow through that pain and grow yeah. through that and evolve into, um, a better person and just being able to wake up in the morning because there are so many mornings where it was just like so difficult to even get out of bed. For sure. Um, so if you just want to share like a little bit about that, go, go yeah. right ahead. Yeah. And I think that like, like you said, like, we're not here to like air out dirty laundry. And yeah. I remember like going back to what you were just saying about when you had to show up for your business and for your life in that fresh season before anybody knew what was going on, before anything was official, before there was any announcement or anything, um, it's really freaking hard because mm -hmm. you, you know, you, you want to be able to share. And I think the moment that I was able to actually put it out there and show women like, this is how I'm getting through it. Not so much about what I'm going through. Like, yes, I shared that, you know, we were separating and we're getting a divorce, but also mm -hmm. it was like, Hey, now I want to show you how I'm navigating this. And like we were saying, like in a graceful way. Um, and I think that everybody's situation is so different and, and Very there's much. a million different reasons why people, you know, get divorced or whatever and things don't work out. But also what I really appreciate about this time in life and with social media and everything is that we get to see other women, just like when I saw Emma and there's other great accounts that I follow these big blogger influencers that went through divorce and were so graceful about it and, you know, have kids and found new love and moved on with their life and all this stuff. And I grasped onto that before I was even sharing, I was following these women and it was like, I felt so seen and I felt so understood and like you know like you grasp onto these people you don't even know them and you're like your story is helping me get through mine and so that was my main focus once I was in a, a good place which I have to say too like if you are if you can relate to the situation at all if you're going through separation or divorce and you want to put it out there you put your life on social media and you know what that's like make sure you're in a place where you are you know I had to do my own healing there was a lot of behind the scenes processing and healing you know, for months before I even said anything on social media, because I just wasn't in that. I couldn't talk about it without crying. You know, your life is flipped upside down. It's really freaking hard. Um, so hard. And, you know, but once I was in that place where I was like, I had come to terms with where I was and I knew the steps that I was going to be taking to, to move forward. That is when I was able to like show up online and really kind of share that light of like, this is how I'm getting through it. Like, it's not always easy, but these are the steps that I'm taking And there. Like I said, there were so many great accounts and, um, resources and tools that, and we can talk about that today mm -hmm. too, I think, mm -hmm. um, that got me through that. But I think that the biggest thing was really just like being authentic and sharing, like, this is really hard, but I'm also like, I wanted to be that light for someone else. Once I was in that, that a better place, you know, at the beginning, I could not be a light. Like I just had to fake it till I made it until it was time to, you know, I felt like I was ready. I was not being a light, you know, but once I felt like good in that place, I wanted to be a light. And that was something I meant to say this earlier. Um, the whole reason. So my, my team is revival fitness. The whole reason revival is my word is because like my whole life, there's, there have been these adversities and there's been this hard shit. And like, those hard things, like they, we go through them, but we always 
come back stronger. I always say like come back swinging, like you get knocked down, you stand up and you like come back swinging, like you fight against it. Right. And you become better and stronger and more beautiful because of these experiences. And for me, that was like, at first it was just because of weight loss and getting my health together. And then it was having a couple C-sections and dealing with the body changes. And now like, what do you know? It's like separation and divorce and going through this whole nother <laughs> season. But when I started the podcast, which is her revival, I started realizing like other women have stories of revival and we, there's so many inspiring women got, I mean, everybody goes through things, but women are so freaking resilient. We are so incredible. And I was these interviews I'm doing with these women of overcoming like abuse and drug addiction and divorce and all these crazy things and grief. And like, you know, we, we go through these things and they, they end up becoming a source of light and, and strength. And just like, there's so much beauty around it. If we choose to view it that way, you know, of course it's hard. Mm -hmm. That doesn't take the dark and the hard out of it. Um, but I think that there's some, there's some way that we can be inspired and share that light with others because of the shit that we go through. And it's relatable. Like I said, like I saw these other women on social media sharing their, their shit. And it's like, Oh my God, like I feel so seen. And, and that was the biggest thing for me was knowing like, I'm not alone in this. You know, um, I had been married for five years when we got separate, we got married pretty young, had a couple kids. Mm -hmm. um, and it was really, really hard because you kind of feel like, I don't know if you feel like this, but you almost feel like a failure. There's so much shame and yes. like, Ugh, like just gross around divorce and separation and all of the things, especially. And, and I think too, like with our generation, it's more and more accepted because we know that like, it's better to stay true to who you are and, and protect your truth and your health and your happiness than it is to drag out a relationship or, or anything that isn't right. You know, mm -hmm. whereas I feel like my parents' generation and my grandparents' generation, it was very like taboo like that. Like you don't get a divorce, you know, a little more of a judgmental like vibe around it. Right. And I feel like what I appreciate about this time is that it's, it's a little more accepted. It's a little more, you know, blended families and all those things. Like it's just more common. And I think more people are willing to speak about it and care about it now which I really appreciate. Um, but it still doesn't take away that feeling when you know that your marriage has failed and you know that your, your family's falling apart and whatever, like it just, it's a shitty feeling. And you kind of feel like, what, mm -hmm. where did I go wrong? What did, and there's a lot of, for me, I dealt with a lot of like feelings of like unworthiness and, you know, fear around like, how is this going to impact? Obviously, like I have two kids, you know, um, and my son's a little bit older. So all of those things that go into, this huge life change that happened. Right. And I think mm -hmm. that, um, that was one thing that I wasn't expecting that kind of trickled in over time was that feeling of like, like, okay, I'm not a failure. Um, I am worthy of amazing, great, beautiful things in life and with my family and all these things. Right. And, um, I just think it's interesting how we end up getting these, you, these things you don't even think are a thing. I feel like at first, of course, it's heartbreak and it's hard and, and you separate from a person you're used to being with and you've built this unit. But then it's also like, okay, now I have all this shit I have to deal with personally. And, and mm -hmm. that didn't surface for me at first. Like, I don't know about you, but it took some time for that to kind of like come to the surface for me, for me to really deal with. Mm -hmm. um, and it's definitely a process yeah, for sure. And it's still, it's been almost a year and I'm, it's still, it's still oh. a process. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's been almost two years for me, and yeah. actually, April second was would have been our 
three-year anniversary, our wedding anniversary. So uh-huh. even still that. And of course, like Facebook coming up with oh, yeah. time hot memories. And I'm like, yeah. come on, like give me a break. <laughs> I know. Um, okay. But I love that that you said like, you know, the feeling of not being alone and, and also the like how it's socially accepted now, not like accepted, but a little bit more lenient on that because I yeah. feel like shame is such a huge part of that. Yeah. Um, you feel that. And I grew up in a Christian home and I grew up like, Everyone's probably like, wait, what? Because we hear you curse all the time on Instagram. It's like, yeah, I love Jesus, but I'm also like semi hood rat. Um, right. It's fine. So, um, and so, you know, my parents have been married for almost 30 years and it was something I was like, I'm never going to get a divorce. I'm never going to be that person right. until you're actually in it. And, you know, like, and I love that, you know, you said about, you know, you talk to women that are going with abuse and um, other other seasons of their life. And that's the, the one reason what kind of stuck out to me is why why it's so important not to share the juicy details of your story, because I don't, I, it's hard because I don't ever want other women to judge, to take my story into their story and think like, oh, well, if she did this because of this, then I need to get a divorce, right? Right. Um, you know, I never, you know, when we were talking to Emma and I was going through my stuff, um, Emma was like, you need to exhaust all of your options, you know, exhaust all of your options before that. And so it's very, it's a very touchy subject talking about and helping women, you know, or guiding women to the right resources and tools and strength and power. Um, because it is, everyone has a different story. Um, it's an intimate thing for sure. Exactly. And not to be able to sit in that pain either, like in knowing that, which is why I, I love it. Revive revival is your podcast because my word in 2000 and or last year was worthy because I needed a word that I mean I got it tattooed on me yes. I needed a word that was gonna get me up out of bed and know yes. that like you know I I'm so much more worthy of like a happy life and like although like my my divorce was very much so one-sided I didn't want to get a divorce um it was, it was something that I was like, I'm still worthy of love with all yeah. of that shame and guilt and the feeling of feeling like a failure and like, you know, still trying to show up on social media for yeah. other women and not knowing how the fuck to do that. I know. It's hard. It's, it's so, so hard. hard. And, you know, obviously if you're listening to this and you're not, you know, a coach or a social media influencer and you're like, well, I don't have that. That's I girl, like, good for you. Like I'm like, you know, like Lauren and I, you know, we, we have those voices to do that in which my podcast is say it louder because I want to be able to be that voice for other women, just like you want to be that voice for other women. Um, but we want you to know that it's not always easy years into or after a divorce or after, um, you know, separation. Um, and that find that community and that support group where you can lean into other women who won't judge you or won't, you know, you know, basically, you know, for me, I think that if I would have divorced and maybe you can agree with this, if I would have gotten a divorce outside of the community that we have with our fitness groups and accountability and, and health and mindset, I would not be as strong as I am today. 1000% because we've built these communities, um, as far as like the positive and being the light and sisterhood and, you know, there's no judgment there. No judgment. What's crazy is that when I made my first post, which was such a hard post for me to post on my social media, like, 
you know, I posted, I still remember this picture and how hard it was. Like I want to puke thinking about it. Um, and just saying like, you know, divorce is going to be a new season of my life. And that was a yeah. really hard post to make. Um, I actually got a lot of negative feedback from friends and family and, you know, from basically saying like, you know, you shouldn't post that on social media. And I was right. like, no one really knows. Like, I'm not posting it for me. I'm posting it because I want other women to know that I'm going through this yep. and that there's a sisterhood and there is, there's a, I can be that light for those women. And this is a new journey that I'm taking. And in order for me to put my foot forward, I need to make this post. Right. And so, you know, and so I'm sure you can agree to that. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think that it's not so much about like you said, it's not for me. It's not to bash on your ex or mm -hmm. any of the, the dirty laundry stuff. It's like, this is my story. The, mm -hmm. you know, the parts of it that are mine and this is what I'm going through. And, um, although it's affecting other people, like in my case, my kids and, you know, like there's other people involved, of course, but it's still my story and I still deserve yeah. to walk it and share it and, and heal through it and deal with it in ways that I feel are, called to me, which has always mm -hmm. been to share my struggles, even before something big like this, you know, when I struggled with grief last year was a really hard year of grief for losing my, my grandma, who was like such a big person in my life and, and overcoming all the changes in my body and like losing a hundred pounds and all like, I've always been really transparent about my mm -hmm. struggles because I think that it's refreshing and there's more and more of it now on social media. It's taking mm -hmm. this turn from like really fake edited perfect life to like no we're all a bunch of shit shows like you know and, and being in the mom world like I want other moms to know like it's not easy it's not perfect like I'm not a Pinterest mom you know like shit's wild some days like I don't even know what's going on especially like during this quarantine which has been you know if you're going through something like this too I just want to say during this pandemic that's going on, it can feel mm -hmm. a lot more isolating than normal you know because you for me it's like I have this break on some weekends without my kids. And I was so used to dealing with my, um, my feelings and, you know, I was going out and doing things, hanging out with my friends, having time for me. And that just all got taken away. So now it's like, I'm really forced to sit with myself, um, and be alone and be single and be, you know, during this time. But I think mm -hmm. it's also, I've been trying to lean in, like, this is a beautiful time for me to really continue to work on my healing and my growth and my, you know, I've just been pouring into my business and my community and my team because it's such a light for me. Um, but I think like, you know, it's such so important for me to share. And it's funny, you mentioned your post, the first post where I'll never forget writing my post, like sharing it because it's just mm -hmm. like, Oh my God. And so many people are like, I got almost, I got a ton of messages from women that are like, I'm going through this too. Like, thank you for mm -hmm. sharing. But I also got a lot of like, I would have never known that you yeah. were going through that. And one, it's a reminder mm -hmm. to myself and to everyone that like, you don't know what people are going through. Like, exactly. do not ever judge ever, ever, ever. You, you have no idea. There's even people like us that put every, everything out on social mm -hmm. media. There's still things that we don't share. We choose to keep to ourselves. And so it was such a good reminder, one, that like I was connecting with other women that were going through it, but also like you never know what people are going through. And um, it's it's really humbled me and just given me this different perspective, like just to be more kind and be more compassionate, right? Because you just don't know. But when you share your struggles, and that's my goal, um, what I can share, it does, it connects me to other women and I want to be that light for them. And I'm not out of the woods. I mean, there's mm -hmm. still so much, it's complicated, it's a lifelong <laughs> thing, but like yeah. where I am right now, I'm, I know for sure that I can help 
be a light for other women and help guide them and just like link arms with them and be there for them because that is what I needed. And that was such a huge part of my healing in the beginning was Mm -hmm. leaning on others. Yeah. And what would you say, um, as far as like, I guess your healing process, like what, what does that look like for you? Because I know it might've looked different for me and for other women. And I think that, you know, I did, I did therapy and I did a few sessions and it just, it wasn't really for me. I didn't connect to it too much, like too well. Like, you know, it was, I I'm very much as an extrovert, but also an introvert. And I'm very weird about talking to people that I just don't know on a personal level. Right. Um, and so, yeah. So what would you say are like, you know, some of your healing processes that you went through to be able to rise up after all of this, especially with kids also, because I don't have kids, you have kids. Right. So Um, so it looks so different. So there's this quote, it like, I don't know where I found it probably on Pinterest or something, but Mm -hmm. it said like being a good mom while my heart was breaking was the hardest thing that I have ever done. And that just hit me so deep. I remember the first time reading that Mm -hmm. and just like, Oh my God, it's so true because you, have to have this different kind of like strength and you know and I'm I'm a very open like parent and personally I feel like I want my kids to see that I'm human crying is okay this mm-hmm. is how we deal with our feelings you know and and my son and I had that first experience together last year when, when I lost my grandma who he was also very close through and we kind of grieved together and so we kind of had a little bit of a practice run of like this is what it looks like you know like if I'm crying and he sees me crying that's okay to me like I want him to see that we let our feelings show. And this is a safe place to do that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But also like knowing that, you know, it was very important for us. Um, his dad and I, when we sat down and told him that like, we are still a family and we still love each other and we still love you. And we are, you know, there's no like hostility, like the energy in our home is very important to me that it, it maintained for him because Mm -hmm. I, you know what I'm saying? Like I wanted him to it's a safe place. We are still all equal. Like none, there's been none of that drama, which I feel like is, I know not all people have that opportunity, mm-hmm. but that was very important to us as a family unit. Um, but I think to like becoming aware of, you know, how I was spending my free time. So the right after it happened, um, and their dad moved out. It was actually the day before summer break started. So usually, so I work from home, I have my toddler, she naps, and then I get this like a couple hours to myself. And I was, you know, that would have been my time to really feel the feelings, ugly cry, Mm -hmm. whatever, do, you know, like go through the motions. And I I didn't really have the opportunity because the next day or two was like when he was home for the summer. So it was really, really interesting for me to kind of navigate that. But I think I really had to pay attention to how I was spending that free time that I did have, which was usually late at night, or I protect my mornings like fiercely, like I won't get on a tangent about that, but starting my day with intention and really making sure that I filled my cup first was really, really huge, whether that was journaling or listening to a podcast or, mm-hmm. you know, reading a, or listening to an audible book or whatever it was, moving my body, like taking care of myself. And there was definitely a little, like a few months stint where I completely fell off my journey. I was falling into this like hole of like depression. I was hiding, I was gaining weight, just not taking care of myself at all because I was burying like the work that needed to be done because it scared the Mm -hmm. shit out of me to let that stuff come up. But once I did let myself, you know, feel those things and face them and stuff, obviously I was able to move forward and, you know, move forward on my healing journey. Um, But I think that personal development, leaning on my spirituality, like big time, really Mm -hmm. like trusting and praying and just like really leaning on that piece. um, Because I had a hard time, you know, a lot in my close circle, 
all of my best friends are married, either freshly married or in very, very great marriages with kids. And like, so I almost all of a sudden felt like this black sheep and I had mm-hmm. never, ever felt that way. Like I was the first one to get married. Yeah. I was the first one to have kids. And then like I, now this circle that I have built around myself is like, okay, everybody is nobody. I felt like nobody understood. And there was this little moment of like, I was just pissed and like resentful of the people that couldn't understand, which I think is why I grasped on to like, you know, women like you and Emma and, and, and accounts of women that were going through separation divorce, you just don't know until you've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people want to support you and they want to understand, but unless they've walked it, like they just don't know. Right. And so I think yeah. finding, finding women and finding community that could really understand and lean on me. The one account that I just want to mention before I forget is the relationship mm-hmm. recovery. Um, one word on Instagram and it's a really great, um, it's two women, I think like good friends that went through divorce and they created this account and they do like relationship healing and coaching and all this stuff, but they just have really great resources. And I remember checking their page every single day for like mm-hmm. quotes and like books, like just that I'm like immersing myself in the, the energy of like, I'm going to heal from this. Like I'm mm-hmm. going to move forward from this, I think. And really making sure that that free time that I did have, and obviously I still, I still had to work. I have a business that I run from <laughs> yeah. home. I have a freaking crazy ass toddler. Like I have a home, like I, there's just all the things, right. No matter what, like life goes on, life keeps mm-hmm. moving and you feel like, wait, hold on. Like, I can't keep moving. Like my world just flipped upside down. You know, you almost feel like, no, like I have to deal with this. So really be real with myself, letting myself, if I needed a day where I didn't work, I just didn't work. And if I didn't mm-hmm. have my kids that day and I just wanted to lay in bed, that's what I did. And so really just giving myself grace too. I think mm-hmm. grace is such a big thing because there was a little like stint there where I just tried to push forward. Like if I just keep going and if I just keep pushing and being strong and all this stuff, like it will, I'll feel better. And it's like, it's not true. Like you got to crack open. Mm-hmm. You got to let yourself do the ugly crying and the sad song playlist and like all the shit like you just have to like really feel into that because um that's the only way to get to the other side you have to like move through it as painful as it Mm -hmm. is like it's not easy you know it's so painful it really is and I mean I I relate so much to that without the kids part obviously um you know and I would even say like I can't imagine you know mom's going through do that. You know, I saw Emma go through it. Um, I hear your story and I, I think, and not, not for anything, but, and I know like my story is a lot different, but I, I always kind of used other women's stories of like women that have kids. And I'm like, and Emma always said this to me and she's like, girl, you have it so good right now. You have your entire future ahead of you. Like you're yeah. going to push past this difficult season of your life. And it's so true. And I will never forget this. And this is honestly, and if she's listening to this, God bless her soul. Um, my hairdresser at the time or hairstylist at the time, uh-huh. it was almost like I sat in her chair when I was going through that, like rough patches of, are yeah. we getting a divorce? Are we doing this? Like fighting all the right. time and whatever. And she was like my rock, which is so weird because she was my hairstylist. Yeah, hairstylists um, know everything about us. Because I know. <laughs> they do. <laughs> and, um, I remember I, you know, she, I, it was Thanksgiving and I'm, I'm some people know this story. Some people don't. Um, my ex-husband asked me for a divorce on Thanksgiving and it was one of the hardest days of my life. Um, and 
I just laid in bed and cried all day and I had my close friends and, you know, like, just like you, all of my friends were married and in a relationship. So it was a very dark hole that I felt, I felt Mm -hmm. like I was in, you know, I lost all of my, all of his friends were no longer my friends. All of like, you know, the friends that I thought were friends weren't my friends anymore. And it's very, very difficult to go through something like that alone. And, you know, she had texted me and I kind of digressed there, but she texted me and she said, I want you to know that you have every right to lay in bed and cry and release all of those feelings and really just become aware of what's going on without anyone telling you what to do, say, or feel. And she's like, but tomorrow you're going to wash your face and you're going to get up and you're going to be the powerful badass bitch that you are. And I was like, yes, I am. (laughs) And yeah. And she told me, she was like, you know, you know, you can, you can, and I still do this. And she's like, you can feel all the feels one day, but don't ever miss two days. And I'm like, you're so right. Like I, I will never miss two days. Um, and so there's, I think that there's so many, you know, there's no, no right way to heal through grief. Right. And I think that it's you, you have to do whatever's best for you. Pinterest was like my thing. I don't know why, but like, I just went on Pinterest and was like, healing through divorce and you know there's like good I, I, resources i know yeah i know and it's so crazy but um you know um i it was just it was something that you know leaning into a community finding those small group of friends that maybe like were going through the same thing you were um and you know really focusing on your own energy and you know yeah. your your family and the friends that are actually going to be with there for you because let me tell you something divorce is hard you're going to it's it's really hard even separation is hard and there's going to be times when think that there's people that are friends with you. And then there's going to be times where you realize like, Hey, like those people really weren't for me at at all. And, you know, I thought that my really close friends were some of my friends that would be there for me, checking in on me and, you know, seeing if I was okay. And it was actually the complete opposite. I felt 10 times more alone than I actually felt like I deserved almost. And I don't, I hate to use the word deserved, but you know, when you have that group of friends and you, you know, and and family even, um, it, it's just, it's, it's hard. And I'm, I'm so grateful for people like, or women like you and Emma and the community. And I can just, if one tip that I give is find that group of women, find that. I love the Instagram that you said, um, use, uh, another book. I don't know. Would you have any personal development books that you use that helped you? Yeah. So actually this, so the one book that I always, always share, mm-hmm. and this didn't come up after the separation. It came up like the year before, um, which is light is a new black by Rebecca Campbell, which is about like finding your light and shining it and sharing it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's kind of a more of a spiritual book, but it's really about like being authentic and loving yourself. A lot of like worthiness and self-love vibes and mm-hmm. authenticity and all that stuff, which is really incredible um, when you're coming out of the other side of it. Um, but I did a lot of um, Brene Brown, like on mm-hmm. Audible, like all the time. She was, <laughs> you asked about therapy. So I did do some therapy um, in person. And now that we're home, like doing it online is really an awesome awesome resource. If you haven't looked into that, I thought it was going to be weird because I wasn't in person. I don't know, Mm -hmm. but it's not. So if you're like thinking about doing it, highly recommend checking it out. Um, Mm -hmm. but also like, like I said, like she was like my therapist, like I listened to her on audible, um, a ton. And I think that, you know, even like podcasts and any kind of thing where you can hear someone else speaking about, you know, reading is great too. But I think for me, like hearing somebody Mm -hmm. share those things, um, is, 
was really impactful for me just to hear them talk about, you know, the different stages. And like, I love that you called it grief because it's so true. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's grief. Like, no, this person isn't dead, but it's grief. Like your life, this part of your life is dead. This season, this story that you had in your mind and this, you know, whatever is gone, it's done. And, mm-hmm. and you have, you kind of grieve that, you know, you, and, and for me, like going through, um, the first set of holidays this last year was like, Oh my God. Like, yeah, I was like, I got this, I can do it. And then it came and you just, it's just these things where you have to give yourself grace because every day is different. You think you've got it. And then it's Easter and you're like, I don't got it. Like, this is really hard, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and you have to be okay with unexpected emotions and you Mm -hmm. don't know what's going to trigger you and you don't know what's going to make you feel good or bad or whatever. And some days you feel on top of the world, you know, and, and you just have to, to be open to going with that and letting Mm -hmm. your emotions and your heart, you know, feel the way it feels. And, and there's a lot of ebbs and flows with it, you know, along the way. Um, but personal development, just in general, like if I had, if I hadn't started on this journey of like health and bettering myself and all of these things, you know, stepping into who I truly was before this happened, I don't know. I don't know if I would have dealt with it. I don't know if I would have, you know, move to the other side of it as quickly. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know where I would have been because these tools that I've had, mm-hmm. um, you know, in my toolbox have been so monumental for my mindset and my, my heart and all these things. Um, and so if, if you're listening to this and you haven't started, you know, taking care of your heart and your soul and your mind and, you know, whatever that looks like for you, spirituality or whatever, like lean into that and really, mm-hmm. um, become, you know, for me, like I learned so much about myself. Like, I don't know if you would agree with this, but it was almost mm-hmm. like I got really comfy, especially now guys were isolated, we're quarantined, like get comfy with being alone, like sit back and like, okay, I'm with myself right now. And that's it. Like no social media, no, like <laughs> trying to talk to guys, all yeah. these things, like just be with yourself. And like, it's yeah. fucking hard because it you want to numb it. You want to drown it out. You want to like, no, I need like some, this external thing to make me happy. Right. And there's a lot of things that we learned about ourselves along the way, but um, I've learned so much about myself and I'm so grateful, obviously not grateful in hard things. Like it's never like, well, this is, I'm actually really happy this happened to me. If someone asked me on my Instagram, is life better now that you're a single mom? And it's like, I don't think anyone would say life is better. I don't think anyone would ever say like Mm-mm. this. I'm so happy, you know, but also like, I do believe the universe has my back. I do believe that God has a plan for all of us. And, um, there are things that this is going to lead me to that maybe I wouldn't have had in my life otherwise. Right. So I think it's just really trusting and knowing and getting really comfy with yourself. And maybe you can talk about this because I know you have a relationship now that's Mm -hmm. really amazing. You guys are adorable (laughs) every time I see your stuff. (laughs) Um, And I think like that's something that's huge for me too. And Emma talked about this is really becoming comfy with myself and knowing who I am and what I want and, and what I deserve. So that when that next phase comes into my life, like I can feel ready for it. You know, I want to use this time to be ready for that next thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you said, you know, feeling, filling your toolbox. And that is so like, if you could literally imagine like an imaginary toolbox of like resources to like have going through those difficult days, you know, like that, that toolbox is really important. Like you have to have that filled with things that, you know, like, holy shit, I woke up today and I have really bad anxiety and I don't know where it came from and I'm falling into depression and I don't know where it came from. How can I, what, let me dig into that, that toolbox, you know? And it's like, not every day is going to be rainbows and butterflies. I have days where I'm like on top of the world. And I have days where I open my Facebook and there's a a picture of me and my ex-husband. I'm like, really? Like, 
really? I thought we were past (laughs) this. I know. And it's so terrible, but, um, yeah. And, you know, I, I would have to say that sitting down and I think that what it is for me, and I don't want other women to do this because I made this huge mistake is, is numbing that pain with things that are going to, you think are going to, make you feel better. And that yeah. is getting into a, a relationship before you're ready. If yep. you don't fully love yourself and find yourself self worthy of a relationship based on communication, trust, honesty, the love, like the yeah. good things. Like, and I, obviously we know like not every relationship is perfect. Mine and Brandon's relationship no. is not perfect. No. Um, um, but I, I had to set boundaries with myself. I had to have things that, you know, like I would, I was never going to do again in, in my next relationship. And, right. you know, like, yeah, Brandon came into my life at a time where I actually was like, I don't want to date. I don't want to be with anyone because I yeah. had made those past of like that whole year of like going on dates and doing those things. And I was like, you know, I don't like I don't like that. Like I'm still trying to, to figure, figure out myself. Right. And I really, and I, and I think that's the, the my biggest tip to anyone that's going through pain and struggle and uh, out of a separation and divorce, you have to be super clear on being comfortable with yourself. And I yeah. got to, and my boyfriend can probably tell you this, <laughs> but he, um, I, I became so comfortable with being a, like being alone you know yeah. what I mean? Like I became so, independent. yeah, yes. I became so comfortable to where like, he hates it. Like, he's like, you're just so f- perfectly fine with being independent and, and fine on your right, own. And right. I'm like, yes, because I had to, I, it, it was one of my processes after my divorce to yeah. be able to never depend on anyone except for myself. And I know it sounds so weird, but like, and like, oh, well, you know, I don't know. Like I, I, I never want you know, just to be with someone, you know what I mean? Like, I never want to just be like, I'm living, you know, with this person or whatever. Like I want to be 100% like full of self-love in my own mindset and body and well-being overall. And before I even bring, like my dad always said this, he's like, you know, you don't want to bring your, your past pains and struggles into a fresh new relationship because that is not fair to the person that you're about to go into this relationship with, you know? And that's why I truly believe like communication is key, like everything. And so I would hope that, you know, going through pain and struggle post-divorce, post, uh, um, relationship that you take that time that you need to figure yourself out first before yeah. you bring any of that pain and struggle into the relationship that you're craving. You know, right. like if you want that healthy relationship, then you need to do the inner work on yourself first. And Absolutely. that's that that's like my biggest, you know, like if it isn't, 100%. Like, you know, it's you have 100%. to. Yeah. And learning from learning from what happened about yourself Mm -hmm. and about what you want and don't want in the future and taking that, like I said, sitting with yourself, being going from being married, especially for me and being married for so many years, having kids, having a home, having just, just this life to like, it's, it's a 180, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's like, you have to, it's uncomfortable and it's weird and you want to fill the void and you want to like, you know what I'm saying? But, but I've learned so much and I want to encourage anyone that's listening to this that might have the same situation. If you have kids or whatever, like be okay with being solid on your own, like Gabby said, Mm -hmm. and, and take that time to 
any spare time that you have away from your kids, do not feel bad to use that on yourself. It is what you should be using, especially within, I'd say this first year, it was so vital for me to take that time and do use it to breathe, use it to check in with yourself. What do I need? You know, and really take that time to take care of yourself because when you're a mom and you are juggling all the things and you're dealing with your own emotions, you don't get a lot of that time, which is why my, like I mentioned earlier, my mornings have been so key because it's literally mm-hmm. the only time that they are not needing me and they are not talking and they're not asking for snacks. And like, especially now during <laughs> yeah. quarantine, like mom's like, you guys, we are freaking. I just don't even know. Like some yeah. days I don't know how we do it, but taking that time and, and it's not selfish and I won't get on my self cares and selfish rant. Like I have a podcast episode about that if you guys want to listen to it, but take <laughs> care of yourself. Like I'm not yeah. even like inside and out, like move your body, like, you know, go out when we could go get a drink with mm-hmm. your girlfriend. Don't feel guilty about it. You don't need to be doing chores just because you don't have your kids. Like be, mm-hmm. be yourself. Like how, how, what does Lauren need? Like who was Lauren before she was married, before she had kids, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still there. And it's so important to me that that stays alive and that that stays nourished. And like that be, continues to grow and be the best version. Like Lauren, not mom, not wife or ex-wife or girlfriend or coach or like Mm -hmm. me, like my, you know, my personal self. I think that's so huge. And as women, we have a lot of guilt around that. Um, I think it's changing. I, I want to be a voice of reason for that to change. I think we should take care of ourselves. I think we should put ourselves first, no matter what, put our masks on before we serve others, you know, like as coaches, that's so huge. (laughs) I know. And like, it's not, we shouldn't feel guilty. You know, we really, really Mm -hmm. shouldn't. And during these times more than ever, we need that. We need that peace in our lives for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I use that, that mask thing. It's so ironic now that we have to actually wear masks and we leave the house. I know. Um, really but I, you know, and you know, for me, it's, it's a little bit harder for me to kind of speak truth into moms because I'm not a mom. And so I never want to compare, be like, oh, well, you know, I never, I guess it's like, I never want moms to be like, well, you don't know what I'm going through. Like you're not a mom in which I right. totally understand that. And I get that. Um, but I would say that like, I'm really best friends with a lot of moms and, you know, yeah. I, I use their voices and their stories to then help my moms that are in my groups and, you know, and stuff like that. And it's so true. And what I try to speak truth into my mom, my moms in my groups and women that come to me on my Instagram and Facebook and whatever. And it's like, how do you manage to just get out of bed and like be strong for your kids? You know, I'm going through this and it's like, girlfriend, you have to take care of yourself first. Like the only way you're going to build that strength and be resilient and revive Mm -hmm. and feel that sense of worth is if you're putting your mask on first, whether that means waking up an hour earlier before your kids wake up. and, And, you know, I know Emma is like, so great at that. Like she wakes up at like five, sometimes three in the morning, just because she's like, this is important to me. Like, this is important to me. If I don't this time to, you know, focus on my mental health and focus on what's going to fill my cup. I can't be the, the, the mom that my kids deserve. I can't be, yep. you know, the best coach or the best sister or the best, you know, daughter or whatever that looks like for you and your life. Um, you know, and it was really, it was, it was hard for me. And, you know, I'm, I'm obviously different. I don't have kids. Um, so for me, I was like, if you're, if you are single and you don't have kids and you're kind of like, well, I don't really have anyone to wake up for. Um, I know what that looks like. (laughs) I know what that looks like. Um, you know, and I, what I can say is that I knew that I had to do the work for myself. 
um, because I eventually do want a family. I eventually do want that long lasting relationship and to be that mom that's like super resilient. And it's kind of crazy because, you know, I'm going to have kids, I'm going to be married one day. And it's like, honestly, that whole life from uh, my life, you know, was grief. It was ripped out of me. You know, like I, I, my ex-husband asked me for a divorce and on Thanksgiving and I haven't spoken to him since, like literally since. So when you talk about grief, it is grief for some people, you know, it like y- you obviously still talk to your ex-husband because of kids and stuff. And yeah. I don't. And it's, it's almost like, I hate to say this word, but it's almost like he's dead, even though he's not. Right. Um, no, but and yeah. so it's so much, it's, a, and this is why it's so different for other women and it's going to look different for you. Um, and it's just so important to remember to take care of yourself, fill your toolbox, um, yeah. you know, do what's going to bring you joy and happiness in your life, but also remember that you are, you should be okay. Like you should, what's the word I'm looking for? You should, um, you had said it. Um, oh my gosh, it starts with a G. I can't remember. Grace, give yourself grace. grace. <laughs> yeah, yes. like, what's the word? Um, but you should give yourself grace when yep. you need those days to just lay in bed, grab a box of chocolate, and watch yep. Grey's Anatomy. Because let yep. me tell you something, girlfriend, those days are gonna come and you need to give yourself grace and allow those days to just happen. Yep. And then tomorrow the next day you wake up and you be a badass. So That's right. Yeah. I love it. Oh my gosh. Do you have anything else to add? I mean, I'm just like, I'm like a fangirl of you now, like even more so. (laughs) No, I don't think so. I I think you just hit the nail on the head with like, and you're comparing like moms and not moms. Mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, like bringing us all together and just under the umbrella of women, like we are so resilient and we feel things and we are passionate and we have this I love like for me personally, like combining like my strength with my softness and those two things, like those dualities, but bringing them together, especially with in in all things, but with this, like I am strong and I will show up and be strong and be a light for my kids, number one, and for the women in my community, but also like I am, it's hard. And there are days where I cry and I, I am soft and this is hard. Like anybody who goes through heartbreak of any kind, it's hard. It doesn't matter you know, what your family looks like or whatever, like it is hard at the end of the day. And I think the more that we can use it as a way to come together instead of separate ourselves, like her grief is harder than mine or, Mm -hmm. oh, well, she didn't go through this like I did and whatever. How about we just understand that everybody feels things differently and everybody like, you know, everybody hurts and there's no Mm -hmm. worse or less or whatever. And to have compassion and really use it as a way to connect with other women, because if you let it connect you with other women and you open up to that, um, it can be a really, really healing thing. It was for me Mm -hmm. anyway, for sure. And I haven't mentioned too, since we were talking about mornings, I'm just going to like, listen, I have a um, a morning guide. It's free in my Instagram bio. It's called rise and shine. And it's just like a little PDF thing that I made. And it was something that I put together when I got pregnant with my daughter, because I wanted to take my mornings back. Um, so if you're like feeling like you want to get up in the morning and start your day, that's a really cool guide. I'm kind of like into like some woo woo stuff. There's like a meditation, there's like some journal prompts, like gratitude lists, like that kind of stuff, affirmation. So all the things are in there. It's called the rise and shine guide and it's free and you can print it or you can do it like, you know, do it on your computer, but that's been huge for me. Just taking that time for myself, leaning into community and taking it one day at a freaking time because Mm -hmm. that's all you can do sometimes. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, thank Lauren. You. And if you haven't listened to her podcast, yes, definitely go yes. subscribe, download it on iTunes. It's on iTunes and Spotify or both. Yeah, an yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, an anchor. Absolutely. So go subscribe to her podcast because she's so amazing. And I definitely do listen to because, um, you know, we're in this together and you know, all we all we have at the end of the day is to lead into this girl gang community. <laughs> I know. It's really yes. getting me through for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Gabby. Of course.